Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. That we are in the midst of football season, but leading things off with baseball, you know it has to be a monumental story. Hello and welcome to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL and YouTube. And follow us on X at BetQL Daily. We're going to talk about Thursday night football. We're going to talk about week 14. We're going to talk about being sharper, about identifying the best offenses for the weekend. And we're going to talk about the NBA in-season tournament. But first, guys, it's a scary world out there. A scary world. So many changes happening right before our very eyes. And things that are making us quite nervous, like AI taking over our lives, socioeconomic shifts, all that stuff. But there is one thing that we can count on that will stand the test of time. And that one Mm -hmm. thing is the Yankees getting high-profile talent, and yesterday they did just that, getting outfielder Juan Soto in a trade with the Padres. If you go by Twitter's news, John Soto is now an outfielder for the Yankees, joining Arson Judge. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Joe. Did did Heyman do that? Did did Heyman do John Soto? No, it was the Yankees account, I believe. The oh, actual Yankees they? account said, John. Oh, my God. Yeah. Come on. And I didn't know delete it instantaneously, Joe. Oh, Jesus. Come on. Uh, yeah, I mean, not a big surprise that the Yankees were in. We were hearing that the Yankees would be in on Soto. And uh, some of the teams that you would expect to uh, be in on that sort of a move were not. And this is what the Yankees do when they miss the playoffs. You go for six straight years, then we miss. We, we're is you know according to Yankees fans a disastrous season they finished just above 500 for their payroll probably was um so yeah a, a big move is made you know Soto wasn't bad but he wasn't playing to his standards for his year and a half in San Diego when you're 23 24 you know the next coming you expect him to have bring it to another level and he didn't quite do that in san diego but man is this lineup scary if you slot in let's say soto two, you lemayhu maybe 
Soto, Judge, Rizzo. Do you want to go Stanton or you want to push him down a little bit? The top six is, I mean, it's 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 brutal, but doesn't mean I'm all in on the Yankees. I'll tell you why in a moment. What do you think, Aaron? I had a feeling you wouldn't be just from listening to you over the last couple of years, but I do yeah. think it's awesome for the Yankees. You mentioned it. Juan Soto, I don't think the Padres quite got the most out of him, but maybe a fresh start now that he's in pinstripes and you talk about that lineup, they are going to be scary. Judge, Stanton, Lamejo. Rizzo's probably going to benefit a lot from this too. And now you got Juan Soto and he's just so creative, always finding ways to be on base. I mean, he's just so consistent with that. So I think it's good for the Yankees. Oh yeah, absolutely. It is. And not to mention Trent Grisham also being a part of this mix. And I think this is going to matter a great deal in terms of uh, outfield defense. So let's say the Yankees mm -hmm. get out to a lead and then Grisham can find a way in there in, in terms of preserving that lead. I think that's also an underrated element to all of this. But, I mean, I know the story of the day is figuring out, okay, what to do about the Yankees? Is it time to pull the trigger on betting on them? Four to one to win the American League. At BetMGM, those are the shortest odds. They are the favorites yep. to win the pennant. For the World Series, they are 8-1. to one. Third shortest odds there. Uh, Braves are leading the way at plus 650. Dodgers are at 7-1. to one. You know, Joe, it's interesting. When you look at Fangraph's Zips projections for Juan Soto for this upcoming season, 35 home runs, 103 RBI, 426 mm -hmm. on-base percentage, 6.4 Fangraph's war, WRC plus of 165, which is second behind Jordan Alvarez, a walk rate of nearly 20%. I mean, this is massive, massive for the Yankees to acquire him. But there is a big difference between that and actually betting on New York, right? Yeah, and there's always a difference between, okay, here's the number and here's where the number should be. Because you make a move like this, you're going to get an influx of money. It's just going to come pouring in. They're going to bet on the they bet on the Yankees every single year, and then you make a move like this, they're going to bet on them a ton more. So I can't even argue with the idea of them being the AL pennant favorites at four to one. Like more people are going to bet on them than the Astros or the Rangers or the Blue Jays or the Orioles. So I understand why they have the shortest number and and their third you know, in that conversation with the Braves and the Dodgers. But it comes back to one thing, and it's not a surprise. I'm not going to point to the bullpen. You could figure that out. I mean, we see teams do it every single year, and a lot of times those things are not figured out until you get to the uh, the final stretch after uh, the trade deadline. It's the starting pitching. They, they have one awesome dude, and then question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. They have guys that get hurt every single year. I mean, that's what it is. I watched Rodon's entire career with the White Sox, and that was the story. Then he goes out west. That was the story. That, that's what it is with Rodon. If, he's, if he can have that one season where he's healthy for an entire year and he's going to give you 32 starts, awesome. He's a great two behind Cole. That's wonderful. I have no, no faith that he's going to be, there, be available for half the season. Uh, Cortez goes down last year. Severino's been dealing with injuries over the last couple of years. They have one trustworthy starter. He's an A1. He's a Cy Young dude. He, he's the guy that most teams would line up and say, yep, I would love to take him right now as my number one starter. The problem is the rest. He can go one day a week. That's it. 
Well, uh, the Yankees, do you think they have a chance of signing Yamamoto? I know a lot of teams are trying Mm -hmm. to get him right now, but Mm -hmm. that would certainly help. That's what I was thinking about this morning. The odds are pretty short on the Yankees, but if I guess if I were to bet it, whether it's AL, you know, I guess you're banking on the fact that they fix their starting pitching, right? And can sign Yamamoto. They have to get another dude. I mean, what do you think, Ed? I That's where I'm at with this rotation. Absolutely, they do. I think whenever you're handicapping just this division, much less the league and the World Series, et cetera, I mean, you've got a lot yeah. of great arms, right? Like Tampa Bay is going to be scary again. I think mm-hmm. Toronto uh, could be very, very good. Uh, you know, just in terms of the the power they have. And you've got some fantastic arms there as well. So absolutely, like the pitching does need to be bolstered in some way, just because, yeah, I know that the hitting for the Yankees outside of Mr. Judge uh, was absolutely atrocious. And so this certainly helps that cause. Um, Yeah, if everybody is healthy, it can be dangerous. But still, though, they, they already had a long way to go offensively. Some of this gets resolved. But I think, I don't want to call it like a lot of mediocrity in the Bronx, but we're waiting for that elite level pretty much all the way around. And I'm not sure we're seeing that, you know, yes, for hitting it can get there, but pitching, we need to have a similar level of optimism, at least for any for me anyway, to kind of pull the trigger. There is a laundry list of athletes that have been the big move, that have signed the big contract, gone to New York and crumbled. Does anybody sure. have mm-hmm. any concern that Juan Soto could have his worst season at in the age 25 year in the Bronx? No. That None. or injuries. I, have... I mean, we've seen it with Aaron Judge, too. Not that he was a big signing there, but just he can't stay healthy. And then there's big holes in the lineup. Like, if things start going wrong injury-wise as well, I think it could be a big problem. I I think it's a high variance thing where you're right, Aaron, that Judge has had problems staying healthy. It's one of the big reasons why his whole contract conversation lasted as long as it did, despite, you know, leading the American League and setting that record in home runs. But that's just it, though. Like, it's a high variance thing where he Judge was able to get the home run record for the American League. Mm -hmm. So, Yes, there may be some down seasons, but there may be some really high bar seasons where that's why you're potentially investing him or at least, you know, getting a flyer on him for this upcoming season, maybe signing him to a long term deal afterwards so that you can hopefully get the upper tier end of what he's capable of doing. And I think in that respect, it's just fine. But I do have one big, huge, colossal question I wanted to ask the group. So, yes, Juan Soto, like, could he falter? That's possible. But let's say that Shohei Otani goes to a National League team this upcoming season. Okay. Could Juan Soto be the MVP? Now, I know numbers aren't out right now, but if he can be the MVP, what number do you need to see to pull the trigger on that possibility? And like I said, this guy is projected to have the second best bat this upcoming season. That short porch you know, the number of at-bats he's going to be getting, like, he will have the opportunities to do so. But what number do you need to see, Joe, to pull the trigger on his MVP chances? There are already props out there. Will Juan Soto, yes, no, have at least mm-hmm. 45 home runs this year. So that's the expectation. I mean, it's uh, you, get, mm-hmm. you don't even get two to one on it. Um, wow. What sort of number? The number's going to be ridiculously short. 
This is someone who in season, when the number, the value's been there, I've bet on Juan Soto to, to win MVP. When there's any sort of a value, I'm willing to jump on that with that guy. You, you know, even if he's not with the elite, if there's enough time left, I'll jump on that. I don't see any way I'm going to get a preseason number that I find enticing at all. I'm not even expecting it to be. I mean, geez. Yeah, if they're if they're in opposite leagues, so that means is Juan Soto going to be the favorite? That's what I throw at you. I mean, I kind of think he might. Yeah, I think he might. I, I so can see that happening. It's mm-hmm. probably going to be to five to one or, or shorter, and I will not yeah. be betting that. Yeah, I mean, I you bring up a good point, Joe. Like maybe if there's a slow start for the Yankees and they're figuring things out with their lineup, or maybe he stumbles out of the gate or is banged up in some kind of way, then maybe you might be able to pounce on it. But I'd be shocked, especially because it's yeah. the Yankees. They always ha- give us zero value when it comes to that team. I know. Jake, I got to bring you in here because I, I know you were on You Better You Bet yesterday, basically making your case why you're not betting on the Yankees. And I think they're very compelling arguments. As I mentioned before, the Rays I really like in that division. I think the Blue Jays are underrated. We probably disagree about the O's chances uh, for the upcoming campaign. But as far as Juan Soto's MVP argument, what are you anticipating? Are you going to bet if you find some value? What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, I'm with Joe completely. If Otani's in the National League, Soto's going to be the favorite far, like far yeah. and away. And then who's going to be second? Julio Rodriguez, probably. Like, I want nothing to do with that. And even if Otani's in the American League, Soto's going to be the second favorite. And I still wouldn't want anything to do with that. What you would have to do if you <laughs> wanted to play any kind of Juan Soto MVP, you wait until the last possible second. He historically starts slow in March and April. So maybe you wait a month, hope that the Yankees and Soto start slowly and you can maybe get a nine or 10 to one. But look what, like, you think the books aren't going to be bullish on Soto? Even if he does start slow, they're going to be like, oh, well, he's a Yankee and the short porch, so we're just going to keep this number because we know people are waiting for it. So I want nothing to do with that. I'm going to do what I always do and go into the 20s and 30s, and I'm going to bet Gunnar Henderson, and I'm going to bet somebody else on somewhere else at longer numbers because why would I ever bet Soto at 2, 3, 4 to 1 when the Yankees are still not going to be that great? I would still rather bet the Orioles yeah. win the division, by the way. Yeah. Oh, boy. I I Here agree. I, <laughs> I totally agree. And it, it'll be a long time, I think, before Soto gets to that 10 to 1 mark. I mean, maybe if he has a teammate that's going off, like let's say Judge is going off and then he becomes a favorite, can you really have one, two, two Yankees? Like, <laughs> that's something you never, ever see. Oh, gosh. Um, but maybe it maybe it could happen. But yeah, there's only so far that he could slide. No, definitely with you there. Uh, should mention too, Eduardo Rodriguez is going to the Arizona Diamondbacks, and this also seems like a move where okay, because the D-backs made it to the World Series, and that brand of baseball that they play is probably tailor made for today's rules and things like that. I can understand the optimism and why some folks would give it a little bit more pub than we otherwise would. At the same mm-hmm. time, though, don't things regress to the mean, even if you do get a fantastic pitcher? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the only reason it was a talking point yesterday, right? Because of that run. Right. Like, okay, now they're better. That's eh, not quite how baseball works, guys. But, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Not, not a team that I would be going all in on, but I understand why it ends up being a big deal. This is a guy we were waiting for, like, how long? 
When's he going to move? Where's he going to go? Where's the landing mm-hmm. spot going to be? He's a quality pitcher, but um, for everything to go their way, once again, the way it fell in line, uh, that's going to be tough. Really quick, I know we're running out of time, but what, how do you guys rate the Padres? How do you think they did in this whole situation? Oh, in the trade? <laughs> I thought you meant for yeah. next year. Oh. <laughs> in well, life. Then, uh, no. Both, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think they did fine. I mean, the Yankees had to give up a lot to get them, and I think it made sense for, for – I mean, it's one of those things, like, does someone have to win and lose a trade every time? Like, to mm-hmm. me, I think – Well, Padres also their payroll is insane. They kind of had to do it. Yep. Right, it, yeah. exactly. And it gives them some flexibility to figure out what they want to do going forward because, yeah, that division's still mighty, mighty tough the Padres are in. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we're going to talk Patriots and Steelers and a lot of Week 14 action in the NFL. That's right here on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Coming up in about 20 minutes, it'll be trend or truth time. And if we should be leaning on the favorites for this upcoming NFL slate. But joining us now is Ryan Williams, uh, part of the DFS Degeneration podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at Ryan Alexander underscore W here to talk a little football. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. Why don't we get started with NFL Survivor? Because uh, for those who are still around by this point of the season, I they probably have picked uh, a lot of the favorites by now and uh, could be slim pickings as far as an obvious play to make. What say you? What do you like in this week's slate for Survivor? Yeah, I mean, Survivor's been a been a tough go. Uh, it's, it's surprising to see yourself uh, still in it in Week 14 based on how these games have been going. Uh, and a lot of favorites at this at this current juncture, you're right, have have been taken. And so uh, this is where it gets fun and interesting. I think we have a we have an interesting game uh, tonight with the Steelers, the six point favorites at home against the Patriots. Um, that's likely how I lean. Uh, so for anybody who's still left in my survivor pool with me, I guess there's an insight to the curtain as to what I'm picking uh, opposed <laughs> to the other 27 entries uh, that are going against me. But, um, you know, some great matchups this week, Eagles and Cowboys, Chiefs and Bills, uh, 49ers at home against the Seahawks. So it, it does make it, you know, kind of interesting on who you would want to pick outside of the top teams. Um, and I'm just going to maybe risk it and go Thursday night with this pick with the Steelers. Okay. That's wow. Ryan, man, Mitchell Trubisky. Come on. You've lived this. The, no, I'm not, I'm not going to rip on your pick. Cause you've been doing much better than me. For those that don't know, Ryan is one of 28 left in my survivor pool, which started with 1,721. That's about the same number left in the circle one, which started with over uh, 9,000. They're down to 30. Uh, and, and yeah, I was looking at yours and, and the largest point spreads like, just about everyone you've used them Miami San Francisco Baltimore so yeah I mean point spread wise that made sense uh one that I was looking at like let's say I'm still alive and I use those top few teams like most people have I was thinking Houston Why, why not Houston now that we know it's uh it's Zach Wilson what made you stay away from Houston I know there has been some sharp money on the Jets this week which still baffles me a bit yeah, that's that's a great pick, Joe. Uh, I just used Houston last week. Uh, in oh, did you? Against okay. The Denver Broncos. Yeah. So I mean, I think no, you're the I, only I, one I left totally that's used it. Houston. 
That's why. We, uh, I think there were two people last week that picked Houston, uh, okay. me and, and one other person, if I'm not mistaken. But, you you know, you it, it does – it is interesting. They're going on the road here against still a tough Jets defense. Um, the Jets have been playing, you know, pretty competitively in, in games. Interesting that they're going back to Zach Wilson here. Um, and, and then there's, you know, first full game without Tank Dell. Um, not to say that, you know, C.J. Stroud hasn't been great with the other usual suspects that are out there for him, but Tank Dell's kind of been the, the rock piece for him uh, to, to get things going. So I am uh, interested to see how that matchup plays out. You're going to be a big Jets fan. Big Jets fan, I'm pretty sure. Huge. Because I would think that's going to be popular. Yep. You're muted, Aaron, Aaron. you're muted. Oh, sorry about that. I was saying, let's go Nico Collins. Forget Tank <laughs> Dell. They still got Nico. All right, let's look at Sunday. What's one of your favorite bets, sides, totals uh, left on the board that we haven't discussed yet? I know we went over Thursday. Yeah, I think, you know, for, for me, it's, it's probably going to be uh, <laughs> hammering the Chiefs. Uh, against the Bills, it, uh, it pains me to say because I was on the Bills early this season and I still have a couple of futures left. Uh, but you know, uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes after a loss here, uh, Chiefs are one and a half point favorites at least the last time that I checked. It's a 325 game on CBS with that broadcast team calling it. It's going to be an exciting one, but you know, I think the Chiefs, uh, after losing a, a tough one on the road in Green Bay, uh, come back here ready to right the ship. Um, TBD on if Taylor's going to be attendant, in attendance, I think. Um, but, you know, mm. uh, if they can get Kelsey going and Shaw here. Uh, this Bills team has just been – they've been struggling. Uh, they turn the ball over. I think the Kansas City Chiefs defense uh, is stout and can be able to handle business. So that's definitely uh, one that I love. And, you know, one that I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on is that Eagles and Cowboys game on Sunday Night Football. I mean, are the Cowboys for real or are we going to see some of, some of the same old, same old things with them? Uh, they have a really great opportunity here to, you know, make a name for themselves in the NFC East and kind of be be that leader. Uh, Dak Prescott could jump Brock Purdy uh, in the MVP race with a with a big show out here uh, for the Cowboys at home. They're three and a half point favorites. Uh, you know, Eagles just getting boat raced by by San Fran. I think they want to come and show out, but you know, in in Dallas, I think uh, that's a matchup that I, I I'm going to look at. Well, let's talk about that game a little bit more because uh, the spread in total, they've moved a little bit. Right now, uh, Eagles at plus three and a half. That is juiced at BetMGM. The total has gone down by a point to 52. Why do you suppose uh, we're seeing the movement that we're seeing? And are there any props that kind of stand out if you believe that Dak Prescott is going to show off and potentially take over the MVP race for at least one week? Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. Yeah, I think you, it's it's just one of those things that where people are, you know, they're just kind of thinking about things with this course in the season, you know, who to trust. And we talk about it early in the season all the time uh, in, in weeks, you know, one and two and three of overreaction. Um, and, and that tends to like lend itself and rear its face even late in the season. So I think everybody's looking at Philadelphia and, oh, my gosh, you know, they just they just got boat raced by San Fran. Like, is this team even for real? And we we know what Jalen Hurts is about. So absolutely uh, lo- love him in this game. I would definitely be looking at uh, Jalen Hurts prop. I'm looking at his passing touchdowns uh, on the FanDuel Sportsbook to go over one and a half is plus 104. Uh, Dak Prescott to go over on his passing touchdowns at two and a half is plus 152. Um, I absolutely love this to, to be a shootout there. Um, to get going. I think the interesting guy uh, to kind of, you know, uh, look at is Tony Pollard. Like, what what is he going to bring to the table here in, in, in this matchup that, that looks tough on paper, but this is a guy that I feel like they need to get going as they as they rear in um, and get ready to uh, get ready for a play.
playoff matchup. So uh, definitely looking at uh, the, the quarterbacks in that matchup. Ryan, I know you're always diving into uh, DFS and player props and all that, and you just threw a couple out there. Any other that, that you have circled, whether the numbers are out or not, that you're going to be uh, you're definitely going to be jumping in on those spots? Yeah, I don't uh, haven't dove too deep into the slate here, uh, and I know we got a couple of injuries that are just you know really um, yeah. kind of shaping the slate uh for us which is really tough i mean you know one one of the things that uh i've kind of been on um is just you know kind of fading jacksonville like kind of all across the board which is which is interesting because that was before <laughs> the trevor lawrence injury uh that just took place uh this past monday um i think you know uh, it's interesting to me that the bears are at home against the lions and only three point dogs like I, I i really don't know what's kind of going on there um detroit's just been such such a solid team for for so long and they've had a couple tough matchups but you know that's one where they always play them tough uh david Montgomery coming back to Chicago, uh, he should be in line for some work. So I'll probably look at some props there. Um, and yeah. then I actually like the Chargers and Broncos uh, game to go over the 43 and a half. Um, you know, Russell Wilson had been hitting this stride as opposed to like last week. I think he's in a bounce back spot against a leaky defense uh, that's been letting up points all across the board. Um, and we know the Chargers can put up points at any point in time. So 43 and a half feels uh, like a low number for that game. What do you like in the Rams-Ravens game? This one is interesting. Ravens coming off the bye. They're trying to get that one seed. And then you've got the Rams, who they're trying to make the playoffs and have sneaky good lately. Do you like a side in this one? Yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> the the Ravens and are always that fun one to to pick because I usually am only looking at them when they're seven point favorites or lower and that's kind of how it, it opened up and now the hook has has factored in uh, to be seven mm -hmm. and a half and you know they it always feels like they should uh, get this matchup you know in in their favor but I could see the Rams you know kind of keeping it close so the seven and a half on the Ravens side scares me a little bit um, I'll probably just avoid that but I I do like getting some props here um the cooper cup prop at 47 and a half for receiving yards is interesting both of these receivers have been banged up uh the past couple of weeks him and puka nakua that is and so um i you know take your take your pick on on who the healthiest is uh i do like zay flowers as well uh in this matchup his over uh on receptions at four and a half is plus 116 um absolutely love that getting going and yeah like even looking at the receivers for the rams like four and a half for both puka and cooper um are one of the lowest numbers that that we've seen uh isaiah likely getting into the mix uh he di he didn't really get going uh before the bye and everybody was kind of on him with mark andrews being absent i think he he kind of uh finds himself in a position where he can uh get get going here at over 33 and a half on his receiving yards. so i think it should be a fun game definitely one that i want to target for dfs come sunday Really like that. Really like that. Uh, Ryan, I'm also curious, so many backup quarterbacks are going to be starting on Sunday, and we're still unsure in a couple of key situations. Mentioned earlier that you're fading Jacksonville across the board. Is there a team or a game, anything like that, where maybe it doesn't matter all that much which quarterback is starting? Is there something actionable that we can do right now, regardless of whatever additional news might come out? Yeah, I mean, um, one of the things that I've talked about uh, with, with with some of my uh, 
counterparts over over at FanDuel is uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, and what's going on in the NFC South. Because, you know, with the Saints losing last week, that kind of, you know, makes the gap a little bit. It, cl- it closes it over a little bit. And we don't, you know, uh, Derek Carr has been so tough to trust for the Saints. I, I don't know if Jameis is going to be starting the, the rest of the year or what, what's going on there. But the Buccaneers go into Atlanta uh, this week and, and have a chance to kind of close the gap there with Atlanta right now sitting in the playoff picture. But I just, I just can't trust um, Atlanta and their quarterback situation hasn't been hasn't been stout. Again, you're putting money on Baker, but you know one and a half point dogs there on the road. I think looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers money line at plus 100 is interesting, and I think that you know they still have enough pieces in Tampa getting Rashad White going and that receiving core if they can stay healthy. Um, that makes them you know a tough opponent in, in the NFC South. I think they're they're the one team that's kind of been the, been the healthiest, and it, you know they kind of had a rough start to the season, but if they can you know, close the gap here in the remaining five five games that they have. I think they could, you know, sneak into the playoffs and, and make things interesting. Uh, Ryan, I want to ask you about Vikings Raiders, another one of these spots where you have a, a pair of backup quarterbacks, and then the Vikings come out yesterday and say, no, 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 we're, we're sticking with Dobbs. Yeah, there were some questions early, early on, but uh, they're sticking with Dobbs against O'Connell. So Dobbs is a three-point road favorite at the Raiders. Now, the big news here, Justin Jefferson making his return after being gone for a couple of months. And uh, it's been a long time since we've seen a number like this. Jefferson's prop is 65 and a half with Dobbs. Remember how it used to be in the 90s when it was Cousins, but uh, down to 65 and a half coming off that injury. Any, uh, Any interest there? That's that's incredible. I, I don't even remember the last time I've seen uh, a prop for Justin Jefferson under like 86 and a half. So, uh, yeah, right. I will probably most likely be, be hammering that. That's not available on the FanDuel Sportsbook just yet, but I'm, I'm curious to see where they put the line at. Um, and, you know, Joe, you were throwing out Dobbs like, like that. Like, are, is he a backup quarterback? I, I don't know. I mean, this guy's been a starter for, for yeah. quite some time. But, uh, but uh, yeah, you know, he, again <laughs> – Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, You know, if his receivers could uh, catch the ball, then, you know, I don't think we'd be thinking about him as low as we are from the past week uh, with just drops leading to interceptions, which is one of the most infuriating stats, uh, I think, uh, you know, to ever for a quarterback when uh, the receivers can't catch. But I digress. Uh, Yeah, three. Three-point road dogs. Um, the Raiders have not, you know, shown me anything with Aiden O'Connell um, that is, is going to be, you know, uh, any semblance to keep up. I mean, especially with Jefferson being back, like, is he not worth a hook here um, for the three and a half? So let's just take the three um, with the Vikings. I think that, you know, getting getting Jefferson back with Hawkinson and uh, if they can get the run game going there with, with Madison and, and Chandler, I think they set themselves up for success. And the playoff picture um, is, is a a lot more to ride with the, with the Vikings than it is for the Raiders. So they have everything to, to play for in this matchup, and they should be uh, reeling to go. Ryan, less than a minute left. Anything else that you like, prop, side, total, that we didn't talk about? Yeah, I mean, I you know, uh, if, if if people want to come on and support me with my with my Steelers picks tonight, I, I definitely will appreciate that. <laughs> um, I think you know when we're thinking about the futures market, it is kind of interesting to me if we look at and I'm I'm gonna have to pull it up here. I apologize, but if we're talking about the Miami Dolphins, who sit at nine and three right now, tied with the best record in the AFC with the Ravens, um, and Tua had been kind of 
right up there at the top of the MVP race, you know, especially when they were kind of, you know, beaten up on teams early. And now he's kind of fallen off, even though they're on a three-game win streak because of what Purdy's doing and what Dak's doing and Jalen Hurts is still up there. Three NFC quarterbacks to lead the MVP race. I still think Tua has some merit. He was plus 800 earlier this week on the FanDuel Sportsbook to win MVP. And the end of their season schedule, you know, has some merit to what could be a narrative-driven tie for him. They go uh, Dallas. Christmas Eve at Baltimore on New Year's Eve, and then Buffalo to end out the season at home, a rematch of the game uh, where they lost by 28 points earlier this season. So, you know, if Tua can can kind of step it up here and, and they take care of business and end on what would be a eight-game win streak, um, which is, you know, it's kind of crazy to think about, but, you know, we talked about this all season that the Dolphins' schedule was pretty favorable and, like, who do they beat? And, you know, you, you get to play who you play on your schedule. And so um, if, they, if they beat a Dallas team that's looking Looking, you know, like a top echelon team in the NFC, they go into Baltimore and win that game. Like Tua is going to be in the conversation because Tyreek Hill is right there uh, for Offensive Player of the Year. So um, I think that's an interesting one to jump on now. Good stuff, Ryan Williams. Check out the DFS Degen Nation podcast. Appreciate your time. We enjoyed it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, will favorites continue to be the winning play for week 14? Betting trends are everywhere. 89% have the bets at the under. So is it just a trend? You could try to zig when everyone else is zagging and go the other way on some of these. Or is there some truth behind those numbers? They're going to play the Chiefs. They're going to play the Chargers. Eagles. This schedule's brutal. It's time to find out. It's trend or truth on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. You know, for power ranking opens for this show, that one is the most underrated, I think. Well done, everybody involved. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, and the ever-zigging or zagging Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Uh, Top of the hour, we will talk about uh, Thursday night football between the Patriots and the Steelers, but it is now trend or truth time. And... One thing that we have talked about, I think, a good bit over the last couple of weeks involves favorites. And last week against the spread, favorites 8-4-1. and one. Uh, Underdogs can spread 4-8-1, and one, of course. Uh, road favorites uh, also did really well, going 6-1 and one ATS. So let's start there. Uh, is this a trend or is this truth as far as backing favorites, Joe? Trend. Trend. I hate it. I hate it here. And of course, like just about everything I'm looking at for this weekend it is a dog. Most, I'd say the, the vast majority of them. And that's where I'm typically at in the NFL. It's the truth part is the awful offenses, the poor quarterback play, all the backups that are out there. Teams can't score, but that's been going on all year. That was going on when the quarterbacks were held too. So it makes me think, I don't know if that has everything to do with it, but it's a trend. This is not going to continue for the rest of the year. It's not going to be all the favorites are dominating every single week till week 18 wraps up and through the Super Bowl. That's that's just not going to happen. Um, the numbers are going to get to a point where the dogs start hitting and uh, I'm back. I'll be backing a number of underdogs this weekend. So it better be a trend for my for my sake. or for a lot of dog betters the last couple weeks have been rough you've got to think that eventually it's not gonna keep up but favorites dominated 12 and 4 straight up in ats in week 12 10 and 3 straight up in ats in week 13 that's crazy um Mm -hmm. 
I tend to bet a lot of favorites. That's just how I roll. <laughs> um, so I hope it continues. I only like a couple dogs this week, actually. So I I just think it's going to be a week-to-week thing. If you see the opportunity, yeah. I don't know if it's truth or trend. You know what I mean? It just is what yeah. it is right now. Yeah. Right. La- last week, I ended up splitting it. So I did, like, in contests, it was, like, a couple, two or three favorites I forgot. And I was like, oh, I don't know about this. And then I'm like, oh, thank God. I went with some of those favorites. <laughs> Yeah, and for it our is, contest picks, I yeah. was like, I better mix in some dogs here. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of better to do that way. I think lessens the blow. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I want to say, like, I don't know if this is every single week for me, but, like, for my contest picks, I think it's, like, two and three, three and two for favorites. Like, I don't think I've yeah. gone to any extreme with four or five one way or the other. And I never think about it. Like it never crosses my mind what the ATS numbers for favorites are from week to week. And if this means anything, like perhaps you can make the argument that this league is a little bit more top heavy. If for no other reason, a lot of backup quarterbacks are playing and there are a lot of starters who are playing really poorly. So in that respect, there's probably a little bit of truth there just because there are some key matchups where you go, you know what? Yeah, that starter can play a good bit better. He will play a good bit better, so that's fine. But as an overall actionable insight, absolutely not. Like, there's definitely nothing there. So I'm going to go with trend and hopefully never, ever think, yeah. think about it again. And, and uh, as, a remi- yeah. as a reminder, this happens every year, by the way. There are right. stretches every single year where it's, oh, my God, the favorites are dominating. Oh, my God, the underdogs are dominating. Maybe we're just noticing yeah. it more because it's been unders all year and not, maybe some people are looking mm-hmm. for something or something tends to stand out. This happens every year with favorites at some point. And that's just part of variance, right? Like you spin the roulette wheel enough times, like you're going to get a string of reds. You're going to get a string of blacks. That's just part of the deal. Like it's Mm -hmm. the statistical thing that always occurs. And so it really shouldn't be a surprise, but it's something inherently happening this year that is different than other seasons. Well, that's when you need to be looking at totals and offensive play, those kinds of things. But that won't have a whole lot to do with favorites and underdogs, I think. So, yeah, I think we're all uh, in agreement there. Uh, Joe, what do you have uh, as far as uh, some sort of trend uh, you feel like could become actionable? Well, I I think it's certainly something that we need to talk about. And Evan Abrams had a great breakdown on this win games, right? That is a big story early in the week. Totals dropping like a rock. And by the way, some of the weather situations, maybe not looking as awful as uh, as previously reported, especially with the rain. But uh, win games, I find this really interesting that um, numbers react to wind, right? And we're usually talking about 20 plus miles per hour but this is based on 10 plus miles per hour during games and keep in mind these are closing numbers so the closing number is after all the reaction to the weather so uh let's see win games 10 plus miles per hour this year unders 18 5 and 1 and you might think well it's been an under year so that makes makes sense well they're hitting by five and a half points per game and over the last three years, so now we're not talking about just the or the under. Over the last three years, when we've had, when the wind's been uh, at least 10 miles per hour, unders are 110, 55, and 1. 
I thought that was really interesting. Mm. We're dealing with closing numbers. So it's not like, oh, it's early in the week, best of the number. And it's still hitting at an alarming rate, the under, when there is wind. And we always talk about 20 miles per hour. I'm talking about 10 plus. Hmm. I just think with the way that the unders are hitting all together, it's just, is this like a season where you can't? can't look at outside factors as much because unders are just hitting anyway. But that was the last few years. I mean, this has been going on for a while. Yeah. You're increasing the sample size in other words. And so this has nothing to do with, you know, the bad offensive performances this year or even last year, you know, that's something where, okay, things have been trending downward for a little bit, but this even predates that. So I think definitely it uh, makes a whole lot of sense. I Mm -hmm. wonder you know, I don't know if I have an answer to this, but I do wonder if there's a difference between scripted and unscripted plays whenever you're looking at overall success in this department. Because if, say, you're feeling the wind and you want to react to that or adjust to that, is it something where in-game, based upon what you're feeling, if you over-adjust and run a little bit more or keep your passes relatively conservative, I wonder if that matters uh, versus, say, scripted plays where you could see both sides of the argument, right? Like, hey, we're going to run what we're going to run because we're going to be successful. It's only 10 miles per hour, no big deal, versus, hey, guys, I think it's going to be a win game. We better make sure that things remain conservative. And then once you kind of set that tempo and you sort of set that standard, then you carry Mm -hmm. it through all the way to the end of the ballgame. Yeah, the mindset of the coach, how worried are they about turnovers? What do they stress when it comes to that? Let's just try to get out of this game without turning the ball over. You know, the quarterback, do you trust your quarterback? I mean, look at this week. How many coaches can truly say, I trust my quarterback this week, if they're being honest? Oh, God. Less than half, <laughs> right? Oh, yes, yeah. less than half. Oh, my so gosh, yes. I would think they're going to lean on the run game a whole lot more than – other situations where you have a little bit of wind. Which is interesting in a year where running backs have been a bit disrespected. And now is the time. Yeah, exactly. Now it's like, well, we actually really kind of need you. Maybe, maybe, maybe the actionable part is rushing attempts overs and some of these running backs. Yes. That's That's how you do it. Yeah, and I know it's something we talked about on the show before where rushing games are no more efficient. In fact, they're even less efficient than they normally are. Like, it's not just quarterback play that stinks. Uh, The running backs stink too. Like, you're not, you can't just, like, rely on them. But I think rushing attempts, that that makes a whole lot more sense. And also, too, you know, that, that makes a whole lot of sense. And then when you're looking at sort of the breakdown of a game, nobody can really pull away in a ground and pound game right? Like even Derrick Henry in his prime, like that's only one or two like humongous runs he will have per contest. Like even if he's getting to 150, like, okay, maybe he does it in like two or three big spurts, fine. But in those kinds of games where that's what's being dictated, very few passes, the games are going to be close and they're going to be low scoring. And I think also when you're talking about higher wins this time of year, everybody's kind of worn down right? Like the, the grind of an NFL season is such to where 
nobody is healthy. Everybody's down to 70%, Mm -hmm. 60%, or even less than that. So the play itself is not that good to begin with because the stamina required is just oh so difficult to achieve. Yeah, that's... And look, with low totals, I I lean to underdogs anyways. But if you're getting mm-hmm. more than a field goal in these low total games, maybe that's why. That's we'll, we'll go over the contest picks later. But uh, that's where I find myself landing a lot with this specific slate. For sure, for sure. Uh, Aaron, anything kind of stand out to you as far as a trend uh, that is worth discussing? bringing up here yeah i was looking at teams coming off a buy like is there any advantage that we could do with that because i know we talked about road favorites and they've got like some crazy numbers coming off a buy but they it really doesn't apply that much but specifically in the case you know of like the ravens for example you know would you give harbaugh i think he's like nine and seven off the buy to me i'm like well he can't really look too far into that nine and seven it's mm-hmm. like okay i don't know if there's a huge <laughs> advantage there but anything just sort of teams off the buy at this point is that just mostly trend or is there anything you guys look for there with an advantage just a few seconds left i think what's fascinating is uh Dr. Ed Fang uh, looked into this and actually that advantage that teams have off the buy it's shrinking medical staffs are better now than ever before technology is better now than ever before to where the recovery time from one week to the next is actually improving to where okay if it's two weeks versus one week it doesn't matter nearly as much as it used to Joe all the old school handicapping is shrinking the home field has been shrinking for years the Oh, the disadvantage of West Coast to East Coast early time slot, that's been shrinking. Yeah, like a lot of those old standard ways of thinking, uh, not actionable at all. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, the quarterback matchup you've all been waiting for all year long. Bailey Zappi versus Mitch Trubitsky. That's right here on the BetQL Network. <laughs> 